This is the Jeff Ward Show. I'm Jeff Ward, and the only agenda is to make you think. Texas football fans, I, I don't think I'm saying anything that people haven't figured out already, but Texas football fans are a lot like Cowboy fans. They're both pretty delusional, um, but they've been doing it the same way for so long. No one's really shocked by me saying that. To Cowboys fans and Texas fans, their team is always going to be much better than it really is. They're always going to win a championship. They're not. Or everything is much worse than it really is, and everybody should be fired. It's that way. It's that way every year. It's that way. It doesn't matter what happens in the offseason. It doesn't matter who's coaching. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. That's just the reaction every time. Win a couple games. They're the greatest team since the, uh, the Patriots of Brady. Lose twice. They're a train wreck, and everybody should be fired. But Aggie fans, and I guess I have to say media as well. I never thought of it this way, but you kind of do have your own media. Um, Aggie fans and media aren't delusional in the way that Texas fans are and, and Cowboys fans are. They suffer from this, uh, this little brother syndrome. Everyone's picking on me syndrome. It's, uh, it's hard to explain, but Aggie fans and media, here's the comparison, like Fox News, right? Nobody likes us. Everybody's out to get us. You're all weird and different. We support our team no matter what. We have spirit and when in doubt, no matter how bad things get, we're going to paint our face and cheer on our team. That's, that's kind of the Aggie mentality. What's there something, I guess, to admire about that? I'm not sure it's that much fun, but okay. Right? It's kind of this Fox News mentality. So I bring this up because <laughs> joining the same league, A&M and Texas should be in the same league. At the very least, they should have been playing each other in football. It should have never stopped. That's wrong on every single level. That is mostly Texas's fault because they just don't care. I know There's something that's going to bother Aggies right away. They really don't care that much. They should, but they don't. But I think they should have been playing this entire time. Naturally, they're going to get back together in the SEC, so I guess this thing is kind of building up. And since neither team is all that great, people are spending time making fun of each other. So there's a story out. I don't know who the guy is. I don't really care. I find it kind of pathetic and whiny. So the point of this is, you Texas fans, why do you keep, why are you obsessed with Jimbo Fisher? That's kind of the point of all this which is not entirely true. Texas fans just want to make fun of him. That's all. But it's that, right, that Fox News mentality, leave us alone, you don't get us, stop, stop making fun of us, that kind of thing. Here's how, here's how it reads. And it's, it's not terribly written by any stretch. It's just kind of a weird way, weird way of looking at things. One of the funniest parts of covering Texas A&M football and, of course, head coach Jimbo Fisher's tenure with the program is the pure and unfettered obsession regarding his future with the Aggies from nearly every other fan base and media member in the nation, yet none of them have exerted more energy into the topic than Texas Longhorns media. See, there's like this Fox mentality right there. It's not me. It's not the media. Well, yeah, he make, he's got an outrageous contract. It's a kind of a thing. Do you not know that? It's kind of an absurd, ridiculous thing. And they do, he's doing a lousy job. Have you not noticed? It's worthy of being made fun of. But you say obsessed. 
Sure, the Texas fan base is as dedicated as they come to the cause while using weird terminology and revisionist history while acting as if the Longhorns are perennial national title contenders. Um, Then he goes on to write, um, those of us covering the maroon and white tend to let things lie and focus on the impending play on the field in 2023. Oh, my gosh. What is this, ninth grade? The coach is making $100 million, and he's doing a a lousy job, and he whines about it a lot. Rip him. Rip him. Grow up. Rip him. Absolutely. On Friday, orangebloods.com. Uh, Site owner and editor Jeff Ketchum and veteran reporter and site writer Anwar Richardson hosted one of their many podcasts that afternoon. And before the conversation even started, the title of the pod caught us all off guard. Quotes, can Steve Sarkeesian retire Jimbo Fisher? Huh. Well, that's not a crazy question. It's kind of interesting. The... The central topic focused on the pressure that Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian, Oklahoma head coach Brent Venables, and of course Jimbo Fisher are feeling ahead of the 2023 season. And without even listening to the discussion, you could have easily guessed that Jimbo came out on top. What are you, moron? What do you think? He's got a $100 million contract. He's underachieved. See, therein lies the problem. Yes, absolutely, Texas fans and media should, anybody should be chewing on a coach who makes the kind of money college coaches do today. They act like pros, but then when you treat them like your high school media, they don't act like pros. Don't let them off the hook. Rip them. Go at them. These men are living large. It's okay, especially when they're lousy at their job. This, this, this ridiculous high school mentality See, that's that therein lies the problem. I know you're gonna he's probably gonna write about me next. Um, that's fine. But so if you get it right, make sure you're clear what I'm saying. I'm saying you have a Fox News bunker mentality and you should be ripping on the guy. Who cares if it's off season? What do you mean it's not off season in the talk show business? The only thing interesting is which one of those guys survives next season. It's a legitimate issue. All three have not done a very good job. One guy just started, but his team was trash. The other guy is at Texas, and he won eight games and lost in the Alamo Bowl. It's not good enough. The other guy has a ridiculously large contract. It is untouchable, and he had won five games. All of them are chum in the water and worthy of conversation. Stop acting like you're in ninth grade, cheering on the home team. So, yeah, I think it's actually... I think it is a good topic. I believe I've done it with buy or sell probably two or three different ways. And that is which one of them, right? Which one of them cancels out the other one? Which one of them is on a sideline or all of them on a sideline when, when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? All legitimate questions, all interesting topics, and they're not outrageous. And yes, it's perfectly fine to call them out. That's what grown up people do in media. It's interesting. So, it goes on to say this. Staying in reality, Texas A&M provided more than enough evidence for consistent ridicule after going 5-7 and seven and 2-6 and six in the SEC last season. But things are definitely looking up after a solid spring football campaign. Oh, my gosh. What is that? What is that? You had a solid practice? Oh. Did the games count? Listen, um... 
That's lame. That's lame. Uh, I don't know if they had a good practice or not. You know what? I don't think you do either. And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. The good at practice thing. Now, look at that argument. Um, I've never, you know what I've noticed? I've never once read about somebody talking about an NFL practice. You notice how people never talk about NFL practices? Never. It never comes up. But you get to the college level, all of a sudden, these spring trainings are like they're in uh, the AFC championship game or something. My gosh, man. Own it. Own it. The guy's done a lousy job. He's got a $100 million contract. He ought to be picked apart every single day. He ought to be miserable going to work every day until he wins. And you ought to make him miserable every day until he wins. Same with the Texas coach. Same with the Oklahoma coach. So what? It's like you're writing for the yearbook and you're mad at everyone. Finishes up by saying, I think the focus should stay on the season ahead for the burnt orange because good or bad, things will play out as they must for the maroon and white and especially for Jimbo Fisher concerning his imminent future at the head of the table. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's nice. That's you have you cheer him on too. Um, look, all three of those guys are worthy right now and every day that you feel the only interesting conversation going into next season in the state of Texas is whether or not the quarterback for Texas plays well enough to keep his job. And in the process, the head coach at Texas keeps his job. That's that is a topic and it should be a topic. It's the biggest topic. At Oklahoma, their team was trash. They were run off the field countless times. They got a brand new coach. He was an assistant coach. Who knows if he's going to last and who knows if it's a good idea to keep him on. That is a topic. And then you get to the Aggies. It's Steve Sarkeesian, Brent Venables on steroids because he has a $100 million contract they can't get out of, and he won two games in the league. That's a big deal. Wiping it away saying, well, they're really good in March is just lame. It's lame. It's lame to point the finger at everybody else, like you're on Fox News, and say, see, they're all out to get us. They don't like us. They don't understand us. No, 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 no. Those three guys are the topic of the season. Maybe they'll prove ever maybe they'll prove all the critics, myself included, maybe they'll prove them wrong. Maybe all of them will win. Maybe they'll win enough. If so, that'll be a topic. If they don't win enough, and sooner or later you got to ask yourself, when is enough for Jimbo Fisher? When is it enough? He won two league games and gets paid $100 million. Why do you not have a problem with that? I don't see how you can not have a problem with that. But the team looked good in practice? You know what I would say if, if he came out, and he probably did it, and he came out and started talking to the Fox News-like media and said, you know, we had a really good spring training, and everybody fell for it. I bet he said the same thing last year. I bet he said they had a really good spring training. I bet he even said they had a really good training camp going into the season, and they won two games in the league. You know why? Because every coach says that garbage. Don't ever believe them. It's the driving range. Practice doesn't matter. So it is a, it's a weird pushback. I own that Texas fans are delusional. I said that. I own that Cowboys fans are delusional. I said that. I don't know about Oklahoma fans, but I know their coach may not be very good, and they ought to be concerned and critical. You ought to try some of that, Aggies. You ought to try it. It feels pretty good. It's kind of entertaining, too. I don't know. The story of the next year will be 
the story of the SEC two years from now. The story is how many of the three are coaching when they're all in the league together. Which one of the three is out? That's the story. And if you're betting, I probably go in order. I don't know how much money they have to buy them out. None of them are safe. None of them should be safe. And all of them should be concerned. And media should make them concerned about their job. Hey, you know, I like to gamble. I talk about it all the time. The sports book, the craps table, and my share of card games. So here's some very solid advice. I might even say some expert advice. My Bookie Casino. It's My Bookie Casino for gaming, for money, or practice, or just for fun. Go to My Bookie Casino. I've used it for a while. It's amazingly user friendly. There's blackjack tournaments, high end games. That's My Bookie Casino, and there's a sweet offer, so pay attention. Whatever you're wanting to do, if you're playing for money, for fun, or do what I do, that's playing for practice, go and check out my favorite app, the new and improved My Bookie Casino. Use the promo code Jeff Ward. That's Jeff Ward to get a sign up bonus. It's eight letters just to get a bonus. I'm in Texas, so we know we can't bet and collect, but the rest of you can. But use my bookie casino site to play everything from poker to blackjack to baccarat. I practice my strategy all the time. If you can collect, you're lucky. Enjoy the rewards that include free spins, cashback offers, and VIP perks. Just play more and win more. Remember, get the bonus deposit right now on my bookie casino. It's my bookie casino. Use the promo code Jeff Ward. I know you've heard about Babbel before. That is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. But I can tell you firsthand how I know. I know it works because I've heard Babbel working from inside my house and inside my car. One of my kids is visiting Germany this summer, so he wanted to learn enough German to feel comfortable. He didn't want to read a book, so we got the Babbel app. And I can tell you firsthand in less than two months, his fluency in German is amazing. He's not just going to get by, he's going to fit right in. He followed the Babbel app just as instructed. That's 15-minute lessons created by language experts whenever you have some free time. You see, Babbel's lessons are built around real life. So you have practical conversations about travel, relationships, businesses. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and I guess the new language of my house, German. Here's what you need to do now to get 55% off your subscription. Go to B-A-B-B-E-L. That's Babbel.com slash Jeff Ward to get 55% off right now. Go to Babbel.com slash Jeff Ward. I know it works. I'm hearing the proof every single day. It's Babbel.com slash Jeff Ward for 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. You know, here's one you can't blame. Here's an idiotic idea. Ah, I think it's an idiotic idea that probably, probably comes from a sincere place. And I'm really working hard there. I gotta tell you, when it comes from your political heroes, I'm working really hard to even say that. But I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt here and say, I, I think this might come from a sincere place, but I think it's an idiotic idea. But we can debate this. A- absolutely. And I say this as a person with kids in school. You, this one you can't blame. You can't just put this one solely on Texas Republicans. I know they you know, get pretty much 99% of everything they want, but this isn't necessarily their idea. This one was offered up by a Democrat. Now, a lot of Republicans, I think, agree. Um, a lot of people that are apolitical might agree. And I do think it comes from a sincere place. And I would almost like to challenge someone to convince me, but I can't, I can't get over this one. I'm just going to say no, no way. 
I can't get over maybe the front end of this, but it's so depressing. I can't even see the, po- I guess the positive. I'm admitting that. I don't know where, maybe you do, but I don't know where to draw the line on shooter drills in school. That is an uncomfortable question, but it is a reality. What's too scary? What's not scary enough, right? Where do you draw the, I said, where do you draw the line on shooter drills? I'm not, I'm not, you can disagree. I'm not okay with teaching K through fifth graders how to treat shooting victims. I, I, no. No. I convinced me otherwise. Go ahead. It's sad. I mean, we're here. I, again, I'm not, I'm not condemning everyone for offering this up. I'm just going to say no, no, no. This is traumatizing. A, a, traumatizing an eight-year-old does not make this okay. And that's what I think. A proposed bill would require students as young as eight years old to go through training that will teach them how to render aid during a traumatic event, such as a school shooting. This isn't about tornadoes. Let's all be honest. It's not that this bill introduced at the time that it's introduced post-Uvalde shooting. We all know this is not about tornadoes. House Bill 1147 looks to alter the age for those who can use bleeding control stations in Texas schools. Barbara Gervin Hawkins of San Antonio says she created similar legislation during the 86th legislative session that currently allows seventh graders and older to operate the stations. I'll be honest, I never even heard of this before. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the legislature would allow third graders and older to be trained to oversee bleeding stations and give aid like blood stopping techniques to those in need during an emergency, which I think again is code for a shooting. The stations would contain supplies such as chest seals, compression bandages, and tourniquets, among other resources. (sighs) I know. I mean, on one hand, people are going to say, well, come on, Jeff. I mean, we are here. I mean, we can't act like this doesn't happen. I know that. I, I do. No. No. Come on. Come on. I mean, an eight year old. Sadly, we've reached this point. Got it. We all know it. Um, I do think we should point out once again, I don't think lost in this, whether you agree with her or disagree with her. Um, I, and I psychologists react because I, I can't believe that an eight year old, I can't, I, I can't imagine looking into the eyes of an eight year old and try to teach this. I can't. And knowing small children, having small children, I can't believe they could they could get over the trauma of what you're saying would happen to their friends enough to even follow what you're saying. This seems as a parent, we're all we all have skin in this, all right? We all have skin in this. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that say, No, I hate it, Jeff. I get it, but we we've got we gotta be ready. I do wish every time we talk about this stuff, I just hope we revert back to pointing out. Had the police done their job, you know, the DPS, the guy that's head of the DPS, the guy that admitted that they did the wrong thing and people died, the guy that still has his job because the governor wouldn't fire him, right? That guy, had they had the police done their job, their dangerous job, a brutally dangerous job, 
in the face of awful circumstances in which they probably would have been shot by a lunatic armed for war. Yes, all true. But had they not waited outside that classroom in Uvalde, maybe somebody could have been saved. Let's never, don't stop pointing that out ever. Okay? They were negligent and people died. Could they have saved somebody? I don't know. We'll never know, will we? But um, it didn't happen that way. And someone's going to shoot up another school, and we know it. So now what? I think this is too much. I, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think it comes from a bad place. I don't. Um, I can't imagine who can and would teach this to an eight-year-old. I find myself regularly feeling sorry for school teachers. I'm there often. I see what they do. I see the hard work they put in. And then I think, oh my gosh, we're going to dump this on you too? We are? Oh, I can't imagine looking at one of my kids. I mean, I know you're going to say it's a responsible thing to do. I don't think they would hear it. And I think they'd be traumatized, to be honest with you. I don't know how to prepare an eight-year-old for a mass shooting. Don't know. I don't know. I don't think there is an answer. I don't think an eight-year-old could process this. I mean, they're, they're going to be terrified. And before you scream, no, I don't have an answer beyond that. I'm just saying that I, I say no to this bill because this seems traumatic enough by itself. I know the arguments. We're here. In the article, in the story about this bleeding stations bill, here's Dr. Christopher Hansen, a licensed counseling psychologist, says, quote, if we've gotten to the point where we need third graders to treat traumatic gunshot wounds in other children, we really need to take a step back and look at that. Because that's what we're doing. That's what we're saying. We all know what this is about. We do know. We have thousands of veterans, he says, first responders, doctors, and nurses who do this professionally and are trained to deal with it. And, you know, obviously they come up with a lot of problems, PTSD, anxiety, depressive disorders, et cetera. As a result, why on earth, the doctor says, would we do that to our children? Yeah. I mean, I, the argument for being prepared is, is it offset by the psychologist's argument of creating PTSD? I think so. Do you want a non-toxic solution for caring for anything leather? Well, if so, then you need Leather Honey. It's the best-selling leather care product on Amazon. With more than 50,000 five-star reviews, Leather Honey was invented in the 1960s. It's family-owned and American-made. And the Leather Honey leather cleaner and conditioner works great on all colors of genuine leather, this includes car and motorcycle seats, furniture, shoes, boots, purses, and belts. I've used leather honey on two living room chairs. And even after years of kids and dogs, these chairs look brand new. Check out Leather Honey's Leather Care Wipe Kit and the Leather Cleaner Spray Bottle. To see all the Leather Honey products, you can help prolong the life of your leather and save. Get this, save 20%. Go to leatherhoney.com backslash Jeff Ward 20. Do it now to save 20% on leather honey products. Go to leatherhoney.com slash Jeff Ward 20. This podcast is sponsored by Leather Honey, Amazon's best-selling leather care products. To get 20% off, go to leatherhoney.com slash Jeff Ward 20. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, boost your confidence and increase your performance. Go to bluechew.com. That's bluechew.com. Dot com. So listen up. 
Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is there is, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. It works. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. So here's a special deal for you. Try BlueChew.com free. That's free when you use the promo code Jeff Ward at checkout. That's J-E-F-F-W-A-R-D. Just pay the $5 shipping. Do this now. Go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code Jeff Ward, and receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. BlueChew sponsors this podcast episode. The market will always be up and down, so you need a safe haven. You need the safe haven asset of silver. It's a tangible asset, and think of all the reasons why silver will be in demand. Electronics, solar panels, medical devices, the list goes on. Demand isn't going away. When uncertainty rises, investors turn to precious metals as a hedge. And right now, the silver to gold ratio is at record levels. Gold is currently at an all-time high, whereas silver is 50% below its all-time high. It's time to own a tangible asset, so turn to CSN Mint. CSN Mint has been providing U.S. Mint collectible coins and precious metals for more than 20 years. You can trust CSN Mint and build your collection with confidence. Experience world-class customer service and support with CSN Mint. Every product you purchase includes the original certificate of authenticity or is certified and graded by third party to ensure origin and purity. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a passionate collector, you'll find a diverse range of products. Check out CSN Mint's extensive catalog of bars, coins, and collectibles. You can trust CSN Mint and build your collection with complete confidence. Take advantage of a deal right now. Follow this. Go to csnmint.com slash Jeff Ward and use the promo code Jeff Ward at checkout to get free silver American Eagle worth $30 in value with a purchase of $75 or more. Again, go to csnmint.com slash Jeff Ward. Use the promo code Jeff Ward at checkout. My gut just says you're going to terrify him. I don't know that's worth it. I'm not saying I know that my eight-year-old could be prepared. I don't know. I, I own that. But that's going to scare the hell out of them. That would be awful. I don't know if you get over that. I, but Jeff, they're not going to get over a shooting. I, I know we got that part. Uh, I, like I said, I think this probably comes from a good place, I, I suppose. I think it comes from a sincere place. And I, I may even be in the minority on this. This is just straight gut reaction, thinking about, your kids, your grandkids, an eight-year-old. I don't know exactly what age they're prepared. I'm pretty sure it's not eight. But that is a bill at the Capitol that probably does have both sides on board, probably will have legitimate discussion. But man, how does that hit you? Right? How does that hit you? Either hits you and you go, oh, come on, that's a great idea. We're thinking ahead. Or what the psychologist says, wait a minute, Doctors and nurses are traumatized. Cops are traumatized. You think an eight-year-old is going to be able to handle this? I, no. No. 
it's one of the, it's in fact I I'm so worried about this that it's one of those times I think you know what I don't think I want my eight year old doing that I I I think we're gonna have to miss that day I just don't I I don't think that's a good place I'm with the doctor on this I don't know what we can do to teach an eight year old to prepare for a mass shooting and this seems pretty traumatic and pretty awful.